It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. White to Rose. Sent in across. Lorente the target. Lorente's head and goes in. Spurs take the lead with three and a half minutes to go. And it's Fernando Lorente who wheels away with his arms in the air. He's hugged by Maurizio Pochettino. He's mocked by the bench. And Tottenham have turned this around. for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. I usually ban any traces of ABBA of any form of radio I'm doing. I just don't like them. Do you know what it is? It's the fact that, you know, everyone is like smiling while they're singing one. And so even, you know, the fella playing the piano, he's always smiling. It's just really, there's something about him that just freaks me out ever so slightly. Good evening. This is Love Sport Radio on transfer deadline day 7.03 across the capital. Thanks for joining us tonight. I hope you're safe. I hope you're warm. I hope you're well. Absolutely chapping outside on tonight. The night of nights. The king for the king of kings. It is, of course, transfer deadline day. And, of course, we are going to be bringing you all the news here first on Love Sport Radio. First and foremost, though, got to say a very good evening and a welcome to Ricky Sachs. Hello, hello. How are you, Aaron? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Down the middle, we've got Jace McGovern up here. I am, mate. The voice of reason. Yep. Shambles. Shambles again last night. Shambolic exactly. night that we won. But, you know, there we go. And he's just thawed out from being at Wembley last night. Mm. It's Jamie from Daily Hotspur. Good evening. Very happy after yesterday. So Yeah. yeah I think you, you just ever so slightly recovered, yeah? Yeah, just about. Just about. So, uh, Got the feeling yeah. back? Yeah. Especially after that Lorente goal. Definitely warm me up. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we'll bring you one piece of transfer news there. That is Burnley have signed... 
Peter Crouch from Stoke City. Uh, so what's happened there is Sam Vokes has actually gone to Stoke. So it's a player plus cash transfer. Uh, Sam Vokes plus a certain fee uh, to Stoke City with Peter Crouch going the other way to Burnley. It's actually quite a useful little signing, isn't it? Signings. I mean, it's transfer deadline day. Was us fans like to call it Thursday? <laughs> so, listen, nothing's going to happen, I think, in the next couple of hours. I no, think we may see no. Vincent Janssen move on. We've seen Kudu get his move to Monaco on loan. But just to reflect on the opening intro, we've got to say that was a tribute to Fernando Lorente, who, to be fair... Jamie was there last night at Wembley yeah. and watched that 90 minutes yeah. and he was the hero at the end of it, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, obviously missed the glaring chance, but um, uh, for me, I mean, I know a lot of people disagree. I thought he had a poor game, but to show the character, to keep going and um, and to get the winner was just, uh, I think it's a real testament to uh, what character he is. Yeah, it was it was only his eleventh goal in thirteen starts. So you know, he's clearly not clearly not good enough. He's clearly not what we want. So you know, I think he created Sonny's goal. He scored the winner. He put Vertonghen through. He put Sonny through. But he had a really poor game. So uh, you know, he joined the long list of every single Spurs striker in history to have missed an own goal. But that makes him an absolute bleep bleep bleep. Apparently, do you know what though? That could be a real defining moment in Spurs' season. I mean, we're still yet to draw a game. And let's be honest, it's been on the back of such a tough week for Spurs. We've dug deep, shown character in the last 10 minutes to come back and win a game. That I'll be brutally honest, I didn't expect us to come back and win. But Jay, you reminded me outside, why should I doubt this Spurs side? Because we have shown again this season that we can come from behind, turn a game on its head. And I look going into the weekend now, I know we shouldn't get too carried away. But if we go and win against Newcastle that early game, we're a couple of points off Man City. Don't we go above Man City? Go above Man City? Mm, go points. above, don't we? Cut the points. I think it's... No, it's uh, two points behind. So, Spurs, so Spurs, are currently, Spurs are currently yeah. what, seven points seven behind points. Liverpool. Behind Liverpool. Right, Spurs, uh, right. Man City are five points behind. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So that'll be... I mean, that's amazing. When you consider the week we've had, and we've been yeah, obviously yeah. so frustrated. I mean, me personally, I haven't hid my frustration about going out both of the Cups. Mm. I still am disappointed about them. But when you consider the league form at the moment, yeah. it does leave you to think that if we did get the results against the Watford away, the reverse fixture... Man United, where could we be? But you've got to take into everything account, I think, on the basis of the performance last night, to come out with a result like that and get the win, it's all important. Yeah, look, I think one player that just stood out for me so much and a guy that just has really stepped up this season massively was uh, was the returning Hyung Min Son. I thought he was just sensational yesterday. Um, and really the difference in, in level of performance from obviously the Fulham game and uh, the Chelsea game and, and, and the Palace game. So... To have him back, I mean, um, obviously, fingers crossed, it'll be OK to go again for Newcastle. Of course, he, he picked up a slight uh, hamstring injury um, yesterday, but we'll hope, hopefully it'll be OK. But yesterday was just absolutely sensational, I thought. Um, yeah, upon my man of the match. I think his return was huge as well, because in fairness to Lorente, he's not just been asked to come in and replace Kane. He's been asked to come in and replace Kane, yeah. Son and Ali yeah. all at one time, and... I'm not so sure there's too many players in the world that could replace all three of those. So, you know, for, I mean, the link-up that puts Sonny through is a prime example of, of Lorente being able to get involved in the game with somebody yeah. running beyond him, and, and that's what he needed. Yeah. So it was definitely a boost. I'm sure Lorente enjoyed mm. having Sonny up alongside him to, to just take a little bit of the pressure off mm. him. Do you think, Jace? you know, for 80 minutes it seemed that the season, let's be honest about it, it seemed like it was <laughs> falling apart, but the legs potch rest at the weekend... To go and have the energy to earn those three prices points, do you think his decision was vindicated? 
on the back of that Palace selection? Well, I took exception to to the thing about the season was in danger of falling apart because I think if we'd have lost, we were still third, four points clear of the team below us. You would concern yourself, though, because if we lost that game, it would feel like a real... It would have been a rut, wouldn't it? Do you not think... Don't get me wrong. Cut the cups, and then to lose that would have been... Hard we, to take. we wouldn't have wanted three losses in a row, but the season would not have been no. fallen apart. No. Falling. Falling apart. Because, like I say, we'd have been third, four points clear of the team below us. What do you, what do you make of the grand sort of reaction? Obviously, you know, being knocked out of two cups is disappointing. Let's let's be fair. You know, being knocked out of the, the Carabao Cup, you wanted to go and win it. And obviously, looking at Chelsea right now, mm. let's be fair, there's always a crisis at Chelsea. There's always a crisis at Chelsea. Right now, they're going through this one with Sarri. But they managed to get over the line against Spurs. And then, obviously, you go and play, Tottenham, uh, you go and play Crystal Palace, a side notoriously sort of average, bland, average, no real attacking potency mm. at all going forward and, and you get beat and you're out of the cups and all of a sudden there's this media hysteria. What did you make of it? Well, first of all, people shouldn't uh, people shouldn't think I didn't want to win those two cup ties. I was gutted that we lost to Chelsea and I was gutted that we went out of the cup to Palace. But I see that there's more to Tottenham Hotspur than just those two games. The important one for me was last night was to make sure the Chelsea game, I, I think Palace coming four days after Watford feels really hard, but I can understand why we did what we did at Palace. We'd been in a, for a, for a manager that's accused of not caring about cups, no. we'd been in a semi-final four days before Palace. Yeah. His fourth semi-final. Yeah. You know, there's in, in Pochettino's time at Tottenham, only Chelsea have been in more semi-finals than the man who doesn't care about the Cups, apparently. I just think it was a, a cheap shot at him to say he doesn't care. And when you, you hear the explanation, what he's saying is, we want to be a top-four club so that we can compete for multiple trophies and big trophies. And that's what I want to do for Tottenham. But that kind of makes no sense, because you're already a top-four club. No, Aaron... What, what I mean You're is, already competing for multiple but, trophies. But what I said, a, lot, a, a week ago, you were competing for four trophies. Winning, winning is different to is, You know, you can't get away from the fact that 43 of the 51 trophies in Enix time have been won by established yeah. top four clubs. That means yeah. Manchester City, who've been in it eight times. It means Liverpool, who've been in it ten times. It means Arsenal, who've been in it twenty times. It means Man United, who've been in it twenty-two times. It means Chelsea, who've so, been but in but it Man City, 16 Man City who, let's be fair, weren't a top four club before nine, ten years ago. But that's only because they've ploughed money into it. So wh- exactly. where, 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 where do we in it go in terms of... Don't get me wrong, I've, I've, I've really kept like a, a keen eye on what's going on on the social media thing side of things and and sort of you know just reading about and all that but where do Spurs go because obviously you know you can have the root of Man City of, of going hell for leather and buying and spending and you know trying to get it right and it took them a while to get it right they won an FA Cup here and there it took them I think three four years three years before after they got taken over to it to win the first Premier League Spurs though it seems like it's been a long-term project that is a bit like the stadium. It just keeps overrunning and overrunning and overrunning and overrunning. Because, you know, I think you hit the heights under under someone like Harry. I think that, you know, the, the squad was good and it looked like you're building somewhere. But then it's just peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. And I just wonder with Pochettino, where are you right now with the project? I think I think the key I think the key thing I'd say is and um, obviously uh, Pochettino delivered a brilliant press conference. I think probably his best ever on, yep. uh, ahead of the Watford game. And he was kind of talking about how... Um, when he was given the job, um, they were kind of saying, "Look, we're focus on getting the top four until up until the new stadium." 
and then we and then kind of then that's when the focus um, is going to go on to improving players on the pitch, um, uh, trying to win trophies, um, and I think that that that's just the that's going to be the key thing. I think that that's kind of exactly how it's been going. You know, Pochettino's done a fantastic job to get us into the top four. Um, so for me, I think there's though we have to wait to judge this project when we get into the new stadium um, and I think that that's what Pochettino has been guaranteed and um, that's when I'm going to start making my judgments on the project when you know when we're settled into the new stadium and, and wh- whether that will start bringing investment. I know there's been a lot of questions about buying players and what I will say is that I've always maintained that I still believe that this window wasn't right for Spurs. I would love to have some listener calls tonight and just hear what the guys think in terms of what the summer holds for Tottenham. Because I think there's going to be a, a big sum of upheaval potentially for Spurs. Because you look at people like Alderweireld, Eriksson, contracts are coming towards an end. Yeah. You look at the fullbacks, Trippier, Davis, are they good enough? Rose is getting to the age of 32. Hugo Lloris will have to come on to discuss his performance against Watford and see where that goes forward from there. But this Spurs squad, it's coming to a point where I think this coming summer where changes are going to have to be made and I said before about individual errors and I maintain that we've got a question in the listener questions that I'm going to go through shortly where this squad I keep saying it it's had got too many mm. mistakes in them Jamie do you know what I mean where you just feel yeah. that as a core group that if we actually want to achieve anything with Maurizio Pochettino in, mm. in place and with a squad there's gonna to have to be several players that are going to have to be rooted mm. out Mm. I, I agree. I think uh, Jermaine Genius made a fantastic point after the game, and I know it's been made on the Last Word on Spurs podcast before about potentially selling one of the big boys. And I think that that well, I think we all know that who that big boy will be, and that's going to be Christian Eriksen. So maybe that might be the the way it goes forward. And in, in maybe we have to sacrifice. Um, for me, it's, it would be a disaster losing Christian Eriksen. But you look at the way Liverpool reacted, and I think you know they're a much better team off for selling Philip Coutinho. And bringing in the likes of Allison and and Van Dyke, where that in positions that they really needed to strengthen, and and maybe that might be the way forward. But for Spurs arguably, in the they've gone and bought world leaders. They've got, well, that's the gone argument, and bought the world. You've got to be able the to world's trust, best centre half. Aaron. You've got to be able to trust yeah. that Pochettino, Daniel Levy together yeah. will get the right man in. If you're going to let Ericsson mm. go, you've got to get someone in equally as good, mm. if not better. And that's going to be very very hard for Spurs. Mm. Right, it is retro disco time here on Love Sport Radio. DJ Paddy's got his vinyls. Uh, hopefully Hopefully he's gonna be um, he's gonna be spending us some tunes, but we want to hear from you tonight. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. What's the future for Spurs? What's the future for Poch? What do you expect from this season? What do you want from this season? Give us a call. Let's have a chat tonight. This program was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. That one, of course, a uh, it's a request 
by Elliot William Baker. Thank you very much for tweeting him tonight. Uh, Paddy was delighted when he uh, when he found out that you requested this one. It's uh, the ELO Classic Discovery. Is it e- it's ELO, isn't it? Last Train to London. Last. What's Discovery all about then, Pads? It might be the album. It might be the album. ELO. Last Train to. L- I'm not really familiar with ELO. I left it at Mr. Blue Sky. <laughs> Just wasn't really a fan of that. Um, but yeah, get your requests in. We've got more retro disco tracks coming up a little bit later on in the show. Let's have a listener question on Ricky Sachs. Okay, we're going to start with a question here from... Uh, John, I'm going to read out a couple of them, only because they kind of tie into the same thing. So Amos Herman says, Why haven't the press acknowledged that we have closed the gap on the top two? Then we've got Jay Jacobson that says, We're winning ugly. That's now been proven. The new feature is winning late under pressure. We seem to have found that winning mentality now. Even with some top players missing, should we still consider ourselves to be in the title race? <laughs> this is so Spurs, isn't it? Yeah. Because I read a fantastic tweet today that said we're, you know, seven points. Did you see this, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Seven points off uh, Liverpool, yeah. but also seven points clear of the top four. And yet we still are nervous about falling outside yeah. the top four. I just think, look, <laughs> if we can go to Newcastle and win, we put the pressure on the teams above us. They're coming to Sorry, us. they're coming to us. What, <laughs> what I mean is we can beat Newcastle, put the pressure on you know, the top two, who knows what can happen? I think at the moment, when you look at the squads, mm. I'm going to be honest and say that their squads are stronger than Spurs' overall, but stranger things have happened. Leicester won the league, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, all, I, all I'm caring about is just beat Newcastle. Yeah. And then, you know, the last time we had it, we lost at home to Wolves when we're in a title race and we spent all week telling everyone that we should be told we're in a title race yeah. and then, then blew it ourselves. So just beat Newcastle and then enjoy the rest of the weekend. Yep. Another listener question? Yep. Um, okay, so here this one's from at Stunning Spurs. We're apparently in a crisis um, for about the fourth time this season, according to the media. But yet we're f- seven points clear of fourth and uh, two points of second. We have Newcastle at home and Arsenal and City have to play each other this weekend. What's your outlook for the rest of the season? Um, well, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone's hugely gutted the route both both cups now. But um, I think on that, I think that it's just, I think. The overriding thing is has to has to always we have to be finished in the top four. I think that 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 I think we've given ourselves a very good chance of doing that. Um, I think for the long term project, you know, a lot a lot of people would discuss whether um, the FA Cup or or the top four is more important. And for me, at the stage that we're at um, under Pochettino, I still think that finishing in the top four. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, when we get to the summer and we we're wanting to bring in bigger and better players. Um, FA Cup winners is not going to be the the attraction. It's going to be the top four. And for Pochettino to probably build his side, it's got to be the top four. So, obviously, the top four really is what we've got left to play for. We've got a big, obviously, again, though, we do have a big tie against Dortmund. So, that's going to be uh, interesting. But, um, yeah, I think just the focus will be on just finishing in that top four this season. i got one here from Dom at Dom Morgan 17 that says, Would you look at these late winners as a positive... Or as a negative that we aren't comfortably beating weaker opposition. I think we beat Watford last night, who have lost what one in ten going into the game. I think Bournemouth beat Chelsea, didn't they? Newcastle <laughs> they beat did. Manchester City. They I think fact, Liverpool yep. didn't beat Leicester. No, no. No, Manchester United were at home to Burnley. Didn't didn't win. No, they didn't win. So no. I, I would look at it as a bit of a positive. Yep. And yep. I, I think we must be beating these teams more than at least three of the other teams because we're mm. third in the table. But this is why the Premier League is the best in the world. I mean, it's, it's 
every, any team can, we've always seen any team can beat anyone. It, there's always going to be a tough fixture wherever you go. And and the other tough thing is Watford being a Watford. Are, Watford was seventh coming into this game. You know, seventh they're, they're, lost they're, one in ten. Exactly. They're they're pretty much the best of the rest so far. So and they're a side uh, that's beaten us this year. Exactly. So I think it was it was always going to be. I, I said it was going to be a tough game going into it, and um, I thought we played really well still. And of course, you know, we were our, our two key men. You know, without Ali and, and and Kane. So. I think I thought I was really pleased with the performance yesterday, knowing that we were missing two key players. So I think not any, saying any, that but any win for me is a positive. Yeah, you can't have sure, a negative sure. win. No, no. Lorenzo, as I mean, if you want to bring him up, only because for me, I, his performance has been up to half time. There have been a lot of criticism. I know Jason's laughing at me because there was a tweet coming out of the last word on Spurs <laughs> account about him trying to outdo Saldano's legacy. But listen, oh, let's no. breaking down his performance overall. Look. You've got to look at the fact that there was a number of poor touches and passes, a glaring miss from close range. Yes, he did create a first-half chance for Tongan, played a part in the equaliser, scored the winner. Jace, go on, take it away, because I know you want to gloss about him. <laughs> You're sitting at me smiling. Go on, tell me what you want to tell me yeah. about Lorente. Go on. Don't, it, it, you know, people misunderstand it. When, when we was asked a couple of weeks ago, can he come in and stand in? I said, Fernando Lorente can score goals for Tottenham. He's got 11 in 13 starts. He came on against PSV. And turn the game. Yeah, he, did, he, did. So uh, yeah, he came on yeah. against Burnley and turned the game. Yeah. What more do people want from him? Yes, he could be better player. Yes, we could go out and sign a better player. The strange thing is, if we did sign a better player, I wonder if he'd have actually scored eleven goals in thirteen yeah. games for us. See, the, I think the tough the tough thing was is that the big question surrounding Spurs were when Harry Kane went off injured was who's going to get the goals now, and that was just a huge overriding question. And Lorente's been the man to ask to come in and do that job. There's a huge amount of pressure on him, so I think you've got to give him some leeway. And and although I'm I'm certainly I mean I, I was a fan of him coming off the bench, but I just haven't I haven't been. I've been. I, I personally think he's been playing very poorly, but he's doing the job. He's getting the goals, and he got the winner yesterday. So I, I think it's very hard to really criticise him because he is doing the really good job. I, th- I think when when you have a lot of creative players in there, and, and you know you've got uh, the likes of Son, you mm. know Ericsson's, your 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 players who can who can really sort of carve something out of nothing. You always need a focal mm. point up top. You, you need someone Spot. who's going to be able to mm. who's going to be able to just keep things. Flowing. If I've, like, keep I've it, never keep seen simple. a player run so far. There's the fastest I've ever seen him run, Jace, in his entire career at Spurs so far to Pochettino after he scored. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I think, you know, when I see some players celebrate goals, Sonny's a great one, isn't he? There's yeah. a smile on his face. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, You can see the real joy inside yeah. him. I thought it was the same at Chelsea with his goal and his same last night. The expression was... Relief. Relief. Beep yeah. you. Yeah. 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 I thought he ran at the crowd yeah. and it was beep you. Yes. Because yeah. can you get off my back and just give me a break, please? Yeah. And, you know, we, the other thing about the Harry Kane thing, we shouldn't lose track of the fact it's now 15 Premier League games without Kane since that, that famous goal he scored at Villa, which mm. was the start of his career. Yeah. We've won 11 of those 15 yeah, it's games. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And yet, apparently, yeah. we ha- can't win yeah. without Harry Kane. Yeah. You know, just back the team. He is a stat man, our Jace. He really, really is. We're coming back with more of your questions. Uh, we're going to have more Watford chat. Plus, we're going to have more retro disco classics. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio.
Jason, you must have had a many a night out with this track in the background. <laughs> don't even know what it is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what it is. I only know Glory, Glory, Tottenham Hotspur. So only... oh, <laughs> I've only got Tottenham party Lies. albums. Friday, Friday nights, he's, he's out, you know, flares. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never sent anything in the sky. No, no, no. <laughs> Shirt made of mirrors, you know. No, something sparkly. Yeah, no, you've, you've lost it, <laughs> Jamie, do you know the song? I no, I thought I definitely don't. I don't know many of the songs. Mac on and the Eagle. Show, if Mac and Eagle was here, yeah, he'd be all over it. Yeah, it's definitely one for him. It'd be a hit frosty. Definitely one for him. Lee's old enough to remember them though. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have, you'd have the old tight package up. Thank you very much, Pads, for that one. You'd have uh, more after the next break. Uh, Jamie from Daily Hotspur, yep. what have you got for us, pal? I have. I've got a big shout to at, at the MacBoy underscore. Unbelievable comeback. What a difference Sonny makes. Well done, Spurs. Chaps, last night's game and the result around us gives us the belief, impetus to refocus uh, on third place now. Just to say, Rose, Winks and Ericsson were instrumental too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Sonny was obviously oh, just, just such a huge difference. And we've got to remember, this is a guy that we ran into, that we pretty much ran into the ground just before we sent him off to the Asian Cup. Um, and then, of course, everyone knows how um, international tournament football goes. It's, it's game after game. So this guy is, must be absolutely exhausted. And But he just he just didn't show it yesterday. I, was so, I, was, I wasn't surprised that he started. And, um, yeah, he was a huge difference. And... Um, I just love him so much. Like um, there was a huge, there was a big moment um, where where the momentum had just gone in our favour. It swung in our favour, and you could tell the fans were getting up for it. And Sun just comes over to the supporters and really jeers everyone up. And that's just what I love about Sun. I just love his passion and energy that he shows for us. George strikes me of him every game. He works so hard. And you can see mm. he's trying so much. And that's what he loves to the game. He plays with a smile on his face. But I said on Twitter last night, the player himself, he's so emotional from the way he went out of that mm. Asian Cup with South Korea to come back where he's mentally, mm. physically drained, pick himself up, be put in the team straight away, provide the crucial equaliser to lead us on to, I think this is going to be one of the most important wins of the season. Jason, I know you adore Sonny, but that character last night, he's so important to this team now, especially mm. with Kane being out, Ali being out at the moment. Yeah, massive, massive credit to him. I think, you know, just psychologically, he lifted, you know, again, it's not a great atmosphere and, and we can't say he, he set the crowd on no. fire because it never <laughs> happens at Wembley. But I think people going into Wembley last night on the back of those two cup defeats just felt a little bit better knowing that, that yeah. Sonny would be playing yeah. rather than than it than him being away. Oh, so, yeah. you know, he lifted the mood in general and then, of course, when he gets the goal, it was probably a case of we all thought if anyone's going to do it, it would yeah. be Sonny. So, no, full, full credit to him. Yeah. The atmosphere was a bit dry. It was, it that. was. Um, I think I was, uh, I kind of sat in a different position yesterday. I was really in the kind of where all the season ticket holders sit behind the goal. So it was quite nice actually. But um, yeah, I mean, 29,000 was very disappointing. Um, I mean, obviously it wasn't the most ideal of evenings to go out. I'm sure, I've, I, I'm convinced it would have been sold out had it been at the new stadium. But um, no, I, I still thought it was a very very enjoyable day out at Wembley for me still. John Pochettino's post-match comments where he says it's going to affect the atmosphere and it'll be different when we're at our new home. It'll be fantastic then. It'll help the team achieve victories. He's referring to obviously <sighs> yeah. the fact of playing at Wembley. But it just, again, for me, it just kind of aids the fact, again, how important it is to get into that new stadium now. For because sure. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jace, do you think... If we don't go out the back of those cups, I think that attendance is a lot higher. I know it's easy to say that in hindsight, but I do think it'd be a higher attendance. I think a lot of fans now, I wouldn't say they're voting with their feet, but it's been a real tough, tough week. 
I don't know if it would have been a lot higher because don't forget the tickets are on start going on sale what six to eight weeks before. Yeah. So I just think it's one of those nights where fans are, before the game are a bit deflated by yeah, the week. But but most people have tended to buy their tickets more than two days in advance. Mm. So you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure I, there may well have been people that have bought tickets that didn't turn up. So that's why the attendance is mm. lower, and and I can understand that. Don't don't get me wrong. And with the weather that's forecast and things like that, perhaps that does it. Mm. I mean, full credit to my friend John Ellis, who who once again came down from Carlisle for the game, and then having been oh, down right. from Carlisle at the weekend and been down from Carlisle for the Chelsea. Or Ian Gunn, one of our own. Or, or one Ian, of our own. He goes Ian, every game, home and away. You know, yeah. so full credit to anyone. Full credit to anyone. The, yeah. the thirty thousand that were there at Wembley yeah. last night. So. And all, and I think also credit to the, the players and 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 Pochettino. I think. It's, I, I know we'll keep on going on about it, but just a, it honestly, it just feels like a neutral ground. It really just it doesn't feel like a Premier League game, and and to have not played basically one game at home and to be third in the league and just a few points off City, I think it's just Mate. huge credit. I, I I I think a lot of people right now are are starting to really lose love of Wembley, not just Spurs fans. <laughs> I didn't like it in the first place. I preferred the old one. I know a lot of people said mm. you know it was horrible, it was crap, and all that, but it was just what I remember, you know, living there as a, as a kid, but, you know, mm. a lot of people are starting to really dislike the stadium. It's not our home, is it? No. And because of the fact of the matter is, because we've, we thought we're going to be in the new stadium by now, that's why a lot of fans are resenting it, but hopefully it's not going to be too long. Mm. Should we have a chat about the defending last night? I know it's not the most easiest subject to try and even go into. I mean, the set pieces, bearing in mind that we conceded twice against Watford in the reverse fixture, yeah. you think there'd be a little bit of, you know... I'd like to think there was some training to be done on the training ground before we went ahead of this one. We can see both on corners. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they. Uh, you mentioned about um, practicing. I mean, obviously, it was a worry that we weren't practicing penalties before the the Carabao Cup final. Was they came out and I think it was the players that came out and admitted um, that that hadn't happened. But um, yeah, really, really poor actually um, from that corner. I know we were kind of discussing it. We we're kind of saying that Toby was part to blame. Obviously, ducked. Um, and uh, allow Cathcart to score but um, I think obviously finger has to go towards Hugo again um, obviously kind of came out for it and then decided not to come for it so um, yeah it was a bit of a calamity really yesterday the goal we conceded I'll tell you what we're going to take a short pause Pat doesn't have another one of his tracks uh, off the back of this don't forget by the way if you want to suggest a genre of music you just have to tweet at last word on Spurs uh, it's at Love Sport Radio as well um, but look we want to hear from you this evening 0208 70 25 I hope you're staying warm this evening snow forecast for large parts of the UK uh, if you're in America just enjoy watching us struggle really and mass, <laughs> mass buying pot noodles and baked beans We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. What year was this track then, Jace? <laughs> it was 1976. And how do you know that? Because you just told me. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. And that's a special year for you, isn't it? First year I went to T Tottenham, so no, exactly. yeah, it's a special year. Exactly. Yep. Were they playing this at White Lane? 
No, we were about to be relegated, and that now believe you me, that is shambolic when you're about to be relegated. Fair play, fair play. Let's get another review on uh, on some of the tunes. Cooper is uh, a Spurs fan. Is calling from the USA. What do you make of the tracks tonight, Cooper? Happy with them? Uh, they are, as we call in America, straight fire. Oh, <laughs> producer Paddy on it on it tonight. He's smashing it. He's absolutely smashing it. How are you, pal? Good to have you on board. I'm good. How are you all? Very good. Thank Not you. bad. Thank you. It's good to hear. Um, no, I. Uh, it's kind of funny. After the Fulham game, I wanted to call in, uh, but as I was watching it, I was thinking I'm going to be too angry to call in with <laughs> what I'm watching. And then the same happened with Watford. I was I was thinking I don't want to call in. I'm just going to be pissed, and people are going to make fun of me. Um, but the big head Nando Fernando Lorente coming in, so it was beautiful. Uh, I just wanted to ask. Um, Will Spurs fans ever learn patience? Because I feel like Suzoko, we finally learned patience with him, and he became a staple of our side. And I'm seeing a lot of trash on Lucas Mora and Lorente and just Potch and Levy. And I just wanted to see what you guys were thinking about that. Well, I think you know my my views on on how uh, supporters talk about our players. The Lucas Moura one and the Harry Winks one. I can partly understand Lorente, but but the 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 flack that Harry Winks and and Lucas Moura are getting is is beyond me. But I suppose in terms of patience, the the flip side would be that you know most of us have been incredibly impatient since 1961 to to win a title so you know i i i see it from both points of view i understand the patience of people saying we haven't won an fa cup for 27 years how much more patience should i have so you know i take all that on board but we just have to it's hard it's hard because it, it's just the the modern culture is we want everything and we want it now you know i want to go on i want to go on holiday to sri lanka and i want to go tomorrow but Actually, I can't go tomorrow. Yeah. It's it's just just the way of the world. So I mean, you know, Ricky what can't wait to be divorced, but he's got to get married first. <laughs> so uh, you know, that, that's Cost the way things enough. go. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, one thing I'd say on patience is obviously you know, Pochettino. I think you can just see everything that he does is is long term, and I think that you've kind of got to just trust in him. And as I've just said, I think that. I think you've got to be patient and judge this whole project when um, until we've got into the new stadium. I think that that's when um, the focus will return to uh, investment on the pitch and hopefully we'll start looking at um, really establishing ourselves as a top four club, as Jason said, and that's hopefully when we can start to target trophies. And um, But yeah, I mean, look, I think Pochettino is here for the long term and I think that, um, yeah, certainly we need to keep faith with him. I'd say on the patience as well that I think the big problem is if people were guaranteed that we'd achieve what we want to achieve in three, four years' time, maybe they could be patient. But I suppose their fear is it's all very well being patient and say next year, next year, next year, but next year may never come because, you know, somebody else might go past us. So, you know, I can understand the impatience for sure. No, that makes sense. I, I just, you know, I, I see a lot of season ticket holders being frustrated with the, with the stadium, uh, for instance. And I know that's, I mean, that's going to be one of the best stadiums in Europe once it's once it's done. And I think we just got to wait, wait around for it. <laughs> and uh, it sucks, but I, I think eventually, I think eventually it's all going to finally come together, and we're going to start winning trophies. And 
I think we all need to stop being on social media as much too, because there's just so much toxic, yeah. toxic fans from Liverpool and or elsewhere just telling us we're nothing because uh, we can't seem to win a Carabao Cup because that's going to change everything, you know. There you have it, Cooper. Thank you for uh, getting in contact this evening. Uh, don't forget, you can do the same. Be like Cooper. Give us a bell. 0208 70 258 is the number to call this evening. It's at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. We're going to take a short pause. I believe. Are we going to have a transfer bulletin next? We're going to have a transfer update bulletin next as well. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. Bangers, pure, pure bangers tonight. Love a bit of Night of Eva, love a bit of the Bee Gees. Thank you very much, Pads, uh, for producing these uh, these wonderful tracks this evening. Ricky, it's been, been marvellous, hasn't it? Oh, it's been fantastic. This is my favourite music. Matt Ford, what's your favourite music? Um, Well, Britpop era, maybe. I think that, that's... Well, we, we haven't really covered that, have we, Pads? No, we're on retro disco tonight. I like, I like the vibe, it's good. It's good, it's good. good. It's good. Uh, talk to us about transfer deadline days, some big deals... Uh, being those kind of big deals being done, big names moving for not much money. Not not exactly right, yeah. And of course, a couple of lines that will might interest the, the lads in the studio are concerning ex Tottenham players because Peter Kraut's completed his move to Burnley. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video introducing him on on Twitter. Um, it includes uh, quite a humorous reference to his former robot celebration. Um, so it's definitely <laughs> worth a watch for anyone who hasn't seen that. Um, and Sandro, remember him? Yeah, Sandro, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's gone to Udinese. So, uh, you know, and, and on the same day that Tom Huddleston was linked with a move to the Italian side. So, very interesting there. But, yeah, as you say, a bit of a slow news day in terms of transfers. Not too many big deals to report. I think that's just the the, the, the thing, really, with January at the moment. Not too many clubs willing to splash the cash in January. Yeah, uh, still waiting for Marion Fellaini's confirmation. Yes, we still are, yeah. Um, there was uh, a couple of deals that have gone through in the last sort of hour or so. Emil Smith-Rowe has completed a low move to Leipzig from Arsenal. Um, and uh, Tielemans, of course, is undergoing medical at Leicester. So a couple of deals. Yuri Tielemans to Leicester. Yeah, in very, a, very good. In a, in a sort of a swap loan deal of Adrian Silva. So. Um, Mishi Batshuayi was linked with Tottenham, with West Ham, with a couple of other teams. A lot of people talking about his wage, one hundred and seventy thousand pound a week, which is causing all sorts of issues. Jace is just, I mean, the face on Jace right now is just <laughs> brilliant. It's a picture. That's right, £170,000 a week. Whether that includes sort of like a premium that Chelsea put in, obviously this is a, a part of their business model, is loaning, loan, loaning players out. Any words on where he could be ending up? Well, it's stalled at the moment, as you say, over wages. Um, West Ham have been linked as well with him, and there's been rumours linking all over the place. Everton, uh, apparently, in for him as well. Um, whether or not the deal goes through before the deadline, I don't know. Uh, certainly, of course, he didn't have the best times of Valencia on loan. Um, if you can rekindle the form that he's displayed at Dortmund, he might be a bit of a shrewd move for one of the teams that you just 
just mentioned there. Um, I don't see it happening personally. I think Chelsea and Tottenham don't tend to do business very often. Um, I mean, you can probably think back to maybe Carlo Cudicini is probably the last sort of high-profile one between the clubs, maybe uh, in recent years. Cudicini, William Gallas. William, what a player. Yeah, going right back and you know, in terms of it has happened, but you know, stranger things do happen on transfer deadline days. Of course. We'll keep that one, uh, keep an eye on that one. Um anything in the championship that we need to look at? Well, there's a couple of moves that happened earlier today. Aston Villa strengthened with the loan signing of Tyron Mings from Bournemouth. He's obviously someone who's had a lot of injury trouble. i would be interested to see how he he gets on. Some movers in the championship. Sheffield United signing Scott Hogan on loan from uh, from Aston Villa as well. Well for Bonnie's headed out to Qatar, isn't he? He's, he's he is, yeah. He's off ski. I mean that's a massive wage off the Swansea wage bill as well interesting he's still only 30 still only 30 I mean he's a bit of a forgotten man as you say he was started the season injured and of course seems to be a bit out of place in the championship he's definitely you know someone who's proven he can be Premier League quality again it probably comes down to wages as you say he's a big big um, wage earner at Swansea getting him off the wage bill is, uh, is probably a relief for them yeah, certainly is anything else you're looking at obviously 11pm the deadline uh, just, just, one, just one more thing actually we were talking a bit earlier on, on, on the Brian Moore show about um, transfer deals in January in terms of good deals that have mm. gone through. There's not too many of them in, in the recent past. There's been a lot of criticism of the January transfer window. Um, just a couple of ones that might interest the Spurs lads in the studio. Um, remember Michael Dawson when he signed in January? A very, very good deal that was. Jermaine Defoe, of course, back in 04 when he went to Spurs. Um, of course, Bobby Zamora went the other direction. So it can be done. Michael Brown also joined in that window, so maybe... Maybe that's one worth forgetting. <laughs> hey, my mob have had some good ones. My mob have had some good ones. Patrice yeah. Evra, yeah. Nemanja Vidic. I absolutely. mean, don't get me wrong, they look like absolute duds when they when they came in. They looked absolutely horrendous. I remember Nemanja Vidic. I think both of them made their debut against Man City and, and United lost. And everyone was like, what is going on here? But they turned out to be class acts. Henrik Larsson, Luis Saha. There is still a bit of value, just a little bit of value in uh, the transfer window. Janik, thank you very much for joining us, Matt. Really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you for your requests as well this evening. Who is it? Is it the Angry Mop who's, who's, who's dropped in a request? Yes, that is right. Um, had a tweet in, gents, uh, Andy and Aiden saying, it's no wonder Lorente was short on confidence 10 days ago. He'd been used so sparingly this season. 92nd minute substitution is a bit insulting to someone of his calibre. Great to see him score a winner and hopefully that leads to more goals. I think we said that you have maybe questioned Pochettino's time of his substitutions in games where we mm. have had them wrapped up 70 minutes, 80 minutes in, and he could have given Lorente more time. But yeah. he's got a chance here, Jamie, to really you know have a good run of games. Yeah, I think I think so. I think um, obviously there's talk of him wanting a new contract now, so that's a bit <laughs> a bit of a strange one. But um, no, I mean, look, he, he was always. Uh, I think when he came, you know, he's always fantastic at Swansea, wasn't he previously? So. Um, yeah, for me, I'd, I can't see him being in the first team for too long. But um, yeah, I mean, as you, on the substitutions, I thought Pochettino was pretty spot on with his substitutions. Mora, yesterday. Sub, I think, I think yeah. to have, to have um, I don't know whether it's interesting to know what Oreo was, whether it was just uh, whether it was tactical, whether it was an injury. I'm not actually too sure on that one, but um, proved to be a really, really good substitution in the end because Mora um, really was actually unplayable yesterday. You know, he caused the. Um, caused Watford a huge amount of trouble and the referee only started issuing yellow cards in that game when Mora came on because uh, they couldn't touch him other than to foul him. Yeah, we have to give Pochettino credit for that substitution. Sure, we don't always sure. do that. We've got loads of questions in, guys. We're going to try and read as many as we can. This is from Darren DeVette. This is one for Jace. Um, has our defending at set pieces destroyed to such an extent this season? Sorry to say, but my suspicion is that it is Loris related. Dug out a top win, just about worth freezing for. Now, I know we're going to come on to it before the break about the defending of set pieces, corners. What did you make, Jason, of the way we um, allowed Watford to go ahead? Well, I, I said on Monday, didn't I? 
my fear was uh, conceding to Watford from set pieces and it was exactly the same player that scored against mm. us uh, at Vicarage Road. And I think in that game, uh, pay me whatever I want, decided to duck and let the bloke edit in and pay me whatever I want. For new listeners, can you just so explain who that is? That, that's the man that everyone wants paid whatever he wants. Which is? So there's only one person at Tottenham that gets that, and that's Toby. But don't get me wrong, the the goal was, was shocking goalkeeping mm. by Hugo. And, and Darren's, part of Darren's uh, question is Loris related. And Hugo hasn't been good enough overall this year, for mm. sure. And he's made some rickets. I wouldn't say too many rickets are actually from the, the set pieces. But, no. um, you know... It would be great to have a commanding goalkeeper, but you know we've we've seen different personnel. I mean, when we've had Toby and Yan, when we've had Sanchez and Foyth, when we've had Oria in there, when we've had Harry Kane on the near post, and now you've got Lorente Mark in that area. We just seem we've had Eric Dyer in the team at times. That hasn't helped. It it, no. it just seems to be a whole collective thing that we can't defend the set pieces. And of course, what tends to happen is the more you can see from them the more the confidence goes down and the more edgy you get yeah. at them. But we, we seem to be half with runners and half zonal. But, you know, Toby last night, like I say, don't get me wrong, Hugo takes the bulk of the blame for that last night. But And and I, make, I take the mickey out of Toby with the pay me whatever I want. But, you know, he is a top, top class defender. And despite that, I'm desperate for Toby to stay at Tottenham because he's been a fantastic defender. But I can't understand why a centre-half seems just he doesn't want to go and head the ball at a set piece. If, if it's a cross that comes into the box, he'll go and head it. But he seems completely frozen by corners. Mm. And I, I can't understand it. Yeah, whilst I agree with you that Aravira uh, didn't cover himself in glory the way he defended that corner, but... Just on the Reese to decide to leave your position on the line and get stuck in absolute no man's land. Now, for me, mm. you have to commit. Either you go all out and you're going to come and try to get that ball from that mm. corner, or you stay on your line. You can't be caught in between. And the problem with Reese is we've said it before. He's a wonderful shot stopper. He can, you know, create brilliant saves. You know, within an instance. But we know his issues are his distribution number one, which not in a real way that's never yeah. going to improve. But his decision making and overall judgment is becoming a real concern yeah. over these last couple of seasons. I think you get jumpy over it. That's the thing. Once you start making mistakes, yeah. Toby, Toby, or not necessarily Toby, but Hugo thinks, I don't fancy him to head it, so mm-hmm. I'll come and do something that I don't normally do. And then the defender gets to the next corner. He thinks, well, is he now going to come and try and do something, or is he going to sit on his line? Yeah. You know, when the other big problem with Hugo, when he comes out like that and doesn't do anything, you would expect normally one of the defenders to drop back onto mm. the line to think, if he's coming, my job's to get back onto a post or something like that. But nobody even did that last night because I think they were all stunned that Hugo decided to come off his line yeah. and, and try and do something. Patrick Souza says here, I'd like to ask Ricky if Larice's mistakes are one of the reasons he said about personal mistakes being done collectively. If you can give some other examples, it would be cool too. Listen, I'm happy to give you as many as you want. Gazaniga the other week, although yeah. he was unlucky, it's still a mistake. I go throughout the season fourth. You know, there's been times where he hasn't looked ideal, fantastic. Kieran Trippier, I've said it before, there is players making mistakes in this squad. Not one, not two, Jace. We're talking about seven or eight this season, and it's happening time and time and time again. And that's why I said for Spurs this summer is a huge, huge summer for them. I think you're going to see a lot of overhaul amongst these players because if it's not working, if you're not going to change the manager, 
You've got to change the players. Each and every player in that side, you know, the PSV game, yeah. away where Hugo got sent off, came because Christian Eriksen decided to hit a really sloppy, yeah. I think it was a back pass, wasn't it? Mm. Or a stupid ball inside. Trippier trying to nutmeg. Vertonghen at Arsenal. And listen, I love you, yeah, Vertonghen, but that performance wasn't great. Playing a play basketball, which yeah. we had a real go at Carl Walker-Peters for, yeah, for exactly. playing basketball. And, yeah. you know, it is a collective thing in that group that, for some mm. bizarre reason, Davinson Sanchez hasn't covered himself with glory mm. lately. I, I, I don't know why it's it's happening that they some of it is really poor poor yeah. defending. I have to agree partly. I think that um, I'd like to see an, a, maybe slight overhaul in the squad. I think there are certainly a core group of players in there, the likes of Ali, Eriksson, Kane, you got to keep, yeah, um, and, and a few others. Um, but I think I do think that um, the squad does need perhaps a slight overhaul. I think that. Yeah, too many times we've kind of made mistakes um, in in different areas of the pitch, and I think that yeah, I do I do think, and I have said it, I, I tweeted out that I do think that maybe this squad does need to be uh, given a shake up in the summer. We did talk about that last week, didn't we? We, you we said definitely it as, talked you about said that it as, last yeah, you week. Said that it. you know maybe we're at a point where this squad needs invigoration. More of an it needs investment as. Uh, so, I think the thing is, people say like they've got to keep this squad together, and I understand there are players in this squad that you do have to keep. But at the end of the day, this is still a squad that that hasn't won a trophy and that does make a number of mistakes. So I think that I don't think we should be too hugely worried about certain players leaving because I think that Pochettino will be more than happy to see them go. Or certain players, I'm not talking about the likes of Kane, um, of course. Um, just to make that clear, but I think that I don't think it would be the end of the world to see certain players leave. You look at fullbacks, aren't you? You know, Jay. So you're looking at for me, Trippier, mm. Davis. Those are your two. You may have decisions to make on the goalkeeper. Then you look at yep. central midfield. Spurs are desperate to have for me a real top class player come in and actually improve that squad because we've lost yeah. Dembele. You then look at the second striker option. If Lorenzo is going to stay, if he's going to go, you have to find someone that's going to mm. come in and be better than what we've already got. And I know Lorenzo. We've we've said this. You know, we've said tonight six goals out of six. He's had a good goal-scoring record so far, but that area can be better. Gents, let's take a pause. We're approaching uh, 7.57 on Love Sport Radio. It's uh, near time for news. This is Love Sport. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. I can't believe you touched him before it's win the cup. When everyone knows we won't win the cup, Paddy. <laughs> it's win the league now, isn't it? Is it? Win the league. Win the, win the European Cup. Win the European yeah, Cup. Win be. the European Cup. Win the league. Win the league. Yeah, potentially. As long as it's not Wembley. Oh, as yeah. We no. Know. No. I just say apologies once again for my little coughing fit before uh, before the, the break. It was m- most unprofessional of me, but I'm suitably sorted out. And we're su- there it is. There's my favourite bit. There it is. Can we jack it up just a little bit? 
Thank you very much. <laughs> My favourite bit. It's not going to happen this season. But it is your Tottenham Hotspur. Could do. European Cup. European Cup. Exactly. Oh, it's, yeah. the, uh, it's the Tottenham Hotspur fan show on Love Sport Radio. We've got the full house in the building tonight. Jamie from Daily Hotspur, of course, in the yep. building. Yep. Made my return. Yep. Very Good to have you back, pal. Good to have you back. And, of course, the mainstays, Jace and Ricky. Uh, in the building tonight we've had a busy first hour get in touch with get your question to Paddy we've had a few requests and he's playing your requests from 10 past 8 tonight <laughs> don't forget we're on until 11 o'clock with transfer deadline date the special it's going to be busy do stick with us it's Love Sport Radio with Last Word on Spurs Ricky well we did say on Last Word on Spurs we would ask this question to Jace who's already smiling as I've had to pose this to him how much did you enjoy that wonderful piece of gamecraft from the ball boy right at the end of the game to try and waste time after Ben Foster, you could argue, tried to waste time from the very first minute of the game, Jace? The, the ball boy should be Pay him whatever up. he wants? Pay him whatever he wants. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, he's had more gamecraft in that little second than most of the team have all season. He's absolute legend, that boy. Sign him up on a long-term <laughs> deal and, 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 as you say, just pay him whatever he wants. Do you know what I love, Jay? The little wink. Oh, after. yeah. Wasn't that great? Yeah, it was class. I mean, on the time-wasting, though, absolutely oh. ridiculous. I mean, it, that's just, that's Ben Foster all over. I think it, it, something about Ben Foster and coming to North London, because he does the same thing when he comes to Arsenal, and he does the same every time he comes to us. He always seems to turn into prime Manuel Neuer. Um, do, you, do you remember the goal he conceded against Paul Robinson? Yeah, uh, oh. At the game. Yeah, the oh, at the game. At the, I was at the, at the game. game. Yeah. Yep. I was at the game oh, as well. Game. Yeah. 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 Was you at the game, Chase? No, I'll tell you what, I was... It was in a bar in Vietnam working. No, no, no. <laughs> I was in Vietnam and I can remember it coming up that, that Robinson had scored for Spurs. And I'm thinking, it's not an, a 90th minute. How the hell was our goalkeeper scored? And, and because we know TV coverage yeah. there, it took me about two or three days before I actually saw it. So, But actually, talking of ball boys, there was another brilliant bit of ball boy last night. I don't know if you noticed it. Watch the Southampton ball boy when Wilfried Zaha gets sent off. Because he's he's just his whole action around the thing. He's giving it to Zaha, <laughs> and you just see him give it the big one when Zaha gets sent off. It's it's brilliant. Just just watch the Southampton ball boy in the background. We've got a load of questions in, and we had. Can I read this one out? Crack on. Okay, lovely. This is in regards to Spurs starting game slopping. I think it's worth bringing up. This is from Gwyn Grout at GBG nineteen fifty four. Jay, you want to answer this one? She says, "Why do you only start playing in the second half?" Now that's becoming a trend, isn't it? The second mm. half performances being better than the first. Yeah. What do you make of it? I don't know whether it's we we struggle to kind of suss how to play against them. I mean, it's it's odd. I, I guess that. Um, well, I don't know whether Mauricio Pochettino gives a big old half-time team talk. I don't know whether he does the old hairdryer treatment. But um, no, it's, it's, it is odd and um, it, it kind of has been a real trend for us. But um, yeah, I mean, it's very difficult to kind of put your finger on, on, on what it could be. But um, I mean, we, we are a team, I think we've always, to be fair, I think we've always kind of been a team that's kind of come into our own uh, later on. I know we're, we're an incredibly, obviously very um, well documented how fit we are obviously Pochettino's tough training regime so whether it's something to do with fitness and obviously being able to pick off teams when they're fatiguing towards the end I don't know if that's an issue that may be my suggestion to to why that we're better in the second half but yeah that's a uh, mystery I, 
I, I can't give her an answer. It's it's genuinely a surprise. I think you know the Chelsea League game. We were we were fantastic in that first half, wasn't we? But but you're right. They they are few and far between those yeah. those really strong first half displays. It, it does feel like we're a little bit of sparring with teams and and then you know trying to find the weak spot and then going in the second half. But but I'd love to see a start. Saturday, Newcastle is a real game to make sure you start absolutely oh, yeah. at it and put them under pressure early because they will do like mm. like most sides. They'll come under Rafa and they'll get 10 men behind the ball and they'll waste time from the early minutes and, and it'll be up to us to break them down. Plus, don't forget they have signed Santiago Munez part two. Is he that? Is that? Is he that good? This bloke. I mean, because he's, he's come from MLS, isn't he? You do know how Santiago um, Munez is, don't you? Yeah, from goal. Yeah, from the film goal. You, yeah, uh, he wasn't real. Rick. Well, no, he wasn't real. But <laughs> we watched the film. He was real so in that. You know, he's, he's not. Uh, he hasn't got his work permit in time, so he won't be available. To he time. won't be well, available. Well, confirmed. Well, yeah, that's, confirmed. that's unfortunate. But there's no. a um, there's a, a Newcastle supporting channel coming out saying Santiago Munez is a South American Miguel Almiron. South American Santiago, Santiago Munez worked in a Chinese restaurant mm. Miguel Amron worked in a Chinese restaurant <laughs> okay, Santiago Munez moved to NUFC and Miguel Amron has done the same <laughs> the legend of Santiago is real well, they've also completed the signing of Antonio Barreca haven't they on mm. loan yeah. I mean Newcastle to be fair this is you say it's not the, maybe the greatest time to be planned okay. and they've just gone and beaten Man City but mm. to be fair they've given us the opportunity now to go two points behind them with a win yeah. and my only concern is that it's a, it's a midday kickoff. You know, 12.30s, I don't know what that atmosphere is going to be like at Wembley, Jason. If fans, you know, let's be honest, it wasn't the greatest of atmospheres no. against Watford. I just hope we do go there on Saturday and there is that kind of, you know, anticipation, excitement. Yeah, I, I just hate those kick-off times. I mean, not just for Tottenham. I struggle to remember a good game between any teams that's a, a 12.30 Saturday lunchtime. Yeah. They, just, they just tend to be, I don't know if it's... You play players and fans just aren't ready for yeah. a, a twelve thirty game. The the late games seem to be all right. The the Friday night games, the odd one that's been on, seems to be all right. But if there's dull games, they yeah. always tend to be that Saturday lunchtime. Play, players game. always sit, say that. I remember actually, I'm, I, well, I remember Wayne Rooney talking about it, like shoveling down pasta at seven in the morning. <sighs> yeah. Pasta yeah. and chicken is, is just not really yeah. enjoyable, you the know. Fans aren't ready, are they? They haven't had the the usual build up to a game. Most of them have had to get up at silly o'clock and things right. like that. And it's just nobody ever seems ready to play. Yeah, this is a funny question coming in from Stuart Blyde. Jason, you can ask this one: uh, Should Ben Foster be allowed to wear a watch that has a slow battery during Premier League games? Hashtag justice. <laughs> Well, I, I did say, didn't I? When we were talking about goalkeepers the other day and signing homegrowns, I'd sign Ben Foster just so we could see 40 minutes more football a season from Tottenham because you know, we, we just save him time. Away. It's just it's horrendous, isn't he? It's, yeah. It used to be oh, like awful. it at West Brom. And he's at, like do, do, you know, do you know what the thing is? He's, he's actually a top guy. He's a top, 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 top guy. And, and you know, I'm sure everything he does is... With with the best intentions, not for talking about. I mean, you know, in fairness, he's doing what he's been told to do. Let's 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 give him that. But there is that that wonderful moment, and we saw it with Joe Hart, isn't there? And you see it again last night when a a man that's averaging about forty five seconds for every goal kick suddenly has to sprint as like Usain (laughs) Bolt and take it in two or three seconds, and it's it's wonderful when it happens. Uh, We're going to take a pause. We're playing more of your requests next. Looking forward to hearing one of those uh, up after the break. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com.
Jace, I've just been informed by the producer that you were boogieing to this back in 77 <laughs> after a Spurs game. No, I wasn't. I was just going to say they should play that every time he goes to VAR yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah, the system. Going, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. They'll know what's be. going on in the stadium. Didn't <laughs> they? Are you enjoying the tracks tonight? Yeah, they're better than watching Lee doing his, his you know, gyrating <laughs> Lee around. Lee was here. It's, I mean, it's a lot yeah. better oh, without Lee. He'd be in his element. He would be. I mean, he's yeah. been listening to this on the couch right, on the podcast, sure. uh, and we'll be uh, we'll be enjoying it. Pads has got more of your tracks as the show progresses. But whose request was this, by the way? It this was. Very cool. I think this is from uh, Dan. Uh, no, it was angry, angry mop. Was it angry mop? Uh, angry mop. Oh. Yes. It, the angry but, mop. Well, you know what, Pat. Dan. Ha- well, it's Dan Harmon instant replay. Uh, but yeah, whoever requested this one. Congratulations to you. It's an absolute cracker. <laughs> We're going to carry on playing your request. Uh, but first, I've got a question in from Sahel Ahmed, mm. um, who's uh, tweeted in. Thank you very much for doing that. A question for the panel. Was this the beginning of the end of Oria at Spurs after being hauled off at half-time? I thought it was a demeaning verdict from Poch. What do the panel think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, he was so frustrating yesterday, Oria. I mean, we, we play obviously playing with wing-backs. <laughs> He would just he was just refusing to um, get forward, and he was just really uh, kind of more of a hindrance on that side. Unfortunately, um, I think you know, <coughs> sorry, there was times when uh, he was running along, you know, it was him and Sissoko running up the pitch, and and he just wouldn't move on, and it was just so infuriating to to see him. And I think t- the fact that he, um, I think we all thought the substitution at half time might have been Lorente. That's what I thought it would be anyway. Um, um, Jason's oh, face right now a picture um, <laughs> and, and to have moved Musa Sissoko to, to right wing back and, and replaced Ivoria I think that certainly says a lot but um, yes I do I do think that maybe it is the beginning of the end for, for Sergio Rio at Spurs um, but to be honest I know I, I, we've always said it fullbacks are the area that we need to strengthen I don't think that Sergio Rio is good enough for top Wan-Bissaka and Chilwell pal oh, yes, Wan-Bissaka please. and yes, Chilwell got to be done I got a question here from Z-Man, who's just uh, tweeted in. Here's my question for you guys. Who's more important, Sonny for his versatility or Ericsson for his creativity? Mm. I'll leave that one with you two. Well, Sonny's got longer on his contract. Yeah. But the issue with Sonny is about the Asian games and how often they come around. With Ericsson, I think Spurs are going to find it very difficult to renew his contract. and That's just my personal feeling. I I want to sit here and say that Ericsson's going to stay at Spurs for the long haul, yeah. but I honestly don't know. No. Maybe it comes down to Pochettino's future, that's one thing, but two, Ericsson's long-term ambition, and the problem is he's been at Spurs now, what, four years? Hasn't yet won anything, has been in the Champions League, I, I admit that, <laughs> but Jason's giving me a look, go on Jason. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, the, the Asian games where you talk about the Sony, the issue is the Asian games, mm. once every four years, just so like got, the so Euros. Just to be clear, so <laughs> no we've problem, got no problem with Sony now? No problem next year okay. whatsoever. Well then, I'll be honest with you, on as much as Ericsson is the heartbeat to this team for me and he's so important with his future up in the air yeah. I think I might just edge towards Sonny yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that but if Ericsson's future was secure I would say Ericsson yeah look I was brought in to replace Lee McQueen tonight and I'm, I know I've definitely Jamie, been, you're no, you're no I've replacement. been very negative tonight um, and I think that um, I'd, I'd like to make the point on Ericsson that um, you know we could offer him whatever we could offer him 300 grand a week but ultimately his dream might be to move to um, Barcelona or Real Madrid, so it might not matter. For me, I'm going to pick Hyungmin Son. I think yeah. we saw yesterday's versatility was huge for us having him back. Um, so yeah, we have some son. we have some breaking transfer news regarding Spurs. Go on, then, Jace. Jace loves the yeah. transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tottenham have just put out a tweet that says, good luck to Kaziah Sterling, who has joined Sunderland on loan until the end of the season. So perhaps that's uh, a one where Tottenham think maybe he has more of a role to play next season. And so let's get him regular, regular competitive football. So good luck to, to Kazi, hopefully. And they've just lost... Um, is it Josh Majard? Didn't he go to board? Yeah, oh, yeah. So you, you get the feeling he'll certainly get the, the chance to play first-team football, which will be good for him. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, anything from you? Well, I mean, just on that question, I, I'm going to sit here and say, just let's get pelters for it. I think Ericsson's future was secure. Mm. I would edge towards Ericsson. But come on, Jason, you read it out. What would you go for? <laughs> Sorry, I've got to ask you. <laughs> come on. Um, I'd probably... Ooh, I might edge towards Ericsson. 51% 49. <laughs> but then, you know, Sonny sells more shirts as well, doesn't he? So. It's all about selling shirts. Yeah. Is it all about selling shirts? <laughs> 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 oh, dear. I mean, let's have, we've got loads more questions. Let's ask a couple more because you guys have got into us in your droves this week. So I can't thank you enough for all of them. So more in here. Let's have a quick look. Again, back to Lorente. This is from Matt Robinson who says, how much I needed that in terms of the result. Do you think I should get Lorente on the back of my shirt and does that show the media that we do have the character and never give up? Jase, you're the one who gets names on the back of your shirt and they're not been that popular. You've got Soko on the back of there. Should we go and get Lorente now? Yeah, I can't get another shirt. I mean, I'm buying about five a season for our <laughs> Boobler players. So, uh, no, I won't get one with Fernando Lorente on. But um, my Soko one's all right, mate. I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. Like I, I, I really enjoy. I did enjoy his celebration yesterday, going over to Poch. I think it was a real, kind of a. I think he did it on purpose. I think it was kind of a thank you for keeping me on and and showing faith in me. And um, yeah, look, that's that's why the players love him. That's why their their futures are so closely tied to his because he he's always the man that's going to trust in them. I think we've seen that with the transfer window. You know, he's he obviously we're all disappointed as fans that he's not gone and and signed new players, but ultimately. I think it's it's kind of comes down to Pochettino believing in his squad and um, and uh, yeah trusting with what he's got. So I think that I think that's just what we all love about Pochettino. You know the the love that he shows the players and yeah I think that's a great trait about Pochettino. Jace, what have you made? You know the back of that press conference you brought it up earlier in the show about Pochettino. You know on the last week we did the show on the Monday and his comments on the weekend about his perception of the cups and what he said. He then, to be fair to him, did come out and kind of re-clarify his point on where he sees the vision and the long-term future of Tottenham. Probably, I think, one of his best press conferences he's ever done mm. during his reign at Spurs, that one. Yeah, for me, he's he's set out the blueprint that he wants from Tottenham. Don't, don't get me wrong, some people will say he's deluded. Some people will think it's a dream, it's fanciful, it will never work. You know, and, and it may never work. But he's he's clearly set out where he wants Tottenham Hotspur to go, and if if fans are fans like me who are behind him, absolutely love the press conference. If you don't like it, well, there it is in black and white. That's what we're trying to achieve. You either back it or you don't. But this, you, you you can't say we're being lied to, we're being conned or anything anymore. It's there. You either take it or you mm. don't. Yeah, I think one thing you'd say is maybe that he's even been the kind of the victim of his own success because, you know, because he's kind of brought the project on so much and we've been so successful. I mean, for, for previously and you know, Champions League qualification was just a dream for us, really, and then you know now we're kind of demanding it. So, um, yeah, I think that I'd say that maybe for some fans, you know, his success has really been. Um, Biggest, yeah, has kind of made it its own downfall. I just really don't want to see Spurs become another one of those fourth place trophy clubs. Mm. It really, 
it wound me up to the point of, you know, I always talk to people uh, about Premier League sort of sanitation, you know, how Premier League is sanitised. You know, if you watch the Football League, it's more of a, a sort of a raw, purer form of football, you know, and, and I think that the fourth place trophy thing backs it up quite a lot. And I just don't want Spurs to become another one of those clubs. I, when I read the comments and I heard them, I don't think Pochettino wants Tottenham to become no. a top four trophy club. I think Tottenham, he wants Tottenham to become an established top four club for all the benefits trophy-wise that it comes. He said, didn't he, I want trophies on my on my CV. I want to take Tottenham to that. that very, I mean, to put us in the same category as Real Madrid, I mean, even I would say that's a little bit over the top. We'll mm. never be a Real Madrid. No. But he has an ambition to win multiple trophies for Tottenham, and he thinks that's the way to do it. Like I say, it could be deluded, it could be fanciful, but at mm. least he has something, and he said, that's how we're going to yeah. try to achieve it. Back him or you don't. It's simple as that. And I've always said, I think to, to build um, and and to build in the summer, I think we've got to offer players Champions League qualification, and that was just, I think, as much as as many of us hate it, I personally, I'm I'm a fan. I don't mind finishing. Obviously, I don't mind finishing just in the top four. But I think that where we're at in this project, I think in the transition into the new stadium, I think that the overall priority for every season has to just be finishing in that top four over trophies chaps let's take a short pause 8.21 across the capital this is Love Sport Radio we're bringing you a transfer deadline special until 11 o'clock tonight but we want to hear from you 0208 70 giving your team a voice Love Sport Radio Pads has delved into the, uh, the the karaoke album, isn't it? This is the karaoke version, I think, isn't it? The in- the instrument, it's instrumental karaoke, same thing. Come on, Pads, same thing, man, same thing. So it's, it's it's on that one massive CD with about eight hundred tracks on it, you know. The car- no, it's not it's not the karaoke. You should get your own mic. I don't know what you know. But you know, he's, he's becoming really shy. You know that. I'm really, really he's sure. He's missed his dancing tonight. He's usually been he, up dancing. Are, are you now. missing Macaniga? He's not missing Macaniga, isn't he? He really is. Uh, but that was a request by. Who was it? Request by Chick. Good times. I want to say it was by Dan Harmon. So I might have got I it wrong. It was I, do Dan. I think it, it was Dan. Dan. Yeah, it was yeah, Dan yeah. with the request. Keep your requests coming in through the week. Keep you know, sort of like you know, if you've got any genres that you want to be listening to, nothing like you know, like grime or death metal or anything <laughs> like that. Keep it simple. Just keep it simple. You know, that, that's, that's what we like. Um, James, you wanted me to come back? Yeah, just on that, that whole top four cup thing, I think as well the other thing that, that I felt Pochettino was alluding to is not that he just wants us to be a top four club, but that the minimum we should be is a top four club. Mm. That the very least we should be trying to do every season is the top four, and that's why that was his priority. Once we do that, then you can look at other things. But um, I, I get it's a feeling that it's his minimum requirement, not... I just want top four and I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. Agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. What have you got next for us, pal? So I know we've got Ketch coming on in the next couple of minutes to preview Newcastle. So we can start to look ahead to that because Maurizio Pochettino said after his post-match press conference against Watford that Son had some cramp and will need to be assessed before Newcastle. I mean, on the back of the amount of impact he did make on that game, I mean, I think we're, we're going to struggle without him 
if we don't yeah. have him in that team for Saturday. Yeah, I mean, maybe you reward Lucas for such a great That's performance. A so, yep. but I think you, I think you, I'd really just want to see Sun starting. Um, as we said, he's got he just seems to always have so much energy, whatever. Um, and I think to be honest, we we all thought we'd have been running to the ground uh, against Watford. So to be to, and he seemed absolutely fine for me. I think he will play. So um, yeah, he's got a big decision on Lorenzo, Jace, because he scored again. And you think the only way the guy's going to get confidence is by keep playing him, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, for me, he plays. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any debate whether he plays. He's oh, scoring goals for us, yeah. so why it's would you leave him out? A lot of football, though, isn't it, for a 31-year-old? So, well, 30, sorry, no, two, 31. Well, it's a lot of football, but he's hardly kicked a ball for two years. So, yeah, true, true. You know, and I think after it's, after Newcastle, there's we got a free week, haven't we? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, so, yeah, yeah, free week. Yeah. so yeah. Saturday that, lunchtime and then a week yeah. off, and that is... I wouldn't say it's a benefit of being knocked out of the FA Cup. Yeah, please don't. But there, there is that little spell where we have a 10-day break. Yes. Is it between the Dortmund and the Burnley game something like that, or, yes. or something Correct. like that? So, yeah. you know, there is a chance coming up in not too distant future for for several of those players to, mm. to, to go off on Joe Lewis's boat around the Bahamas and sit on the sun deck and, and, and enjoy some sunshine. So, mm. you know, take the rest then. Yeah. I guess you look at. I think the other debate you might have about Newcastle and the team that you might put out is obviously five at the. Uh, or have you look at five or three at the back? I've always. I, I just don't know. I've never been so sure about th- when we've played three at the back. It just. It never quite seems yeah, to. It operate, only works if you've got two properly. real good wing backs. And yeah. Rose can play at left back, but I think the right back situation. Mm. Aurea, do you trust him enough? Trippier isn't great for me at the moment, either going forward or back. And Carl Walker Peters. We saw in the last game, you know, I think he'll get better with more games, but it's then when does Poch bring him back into the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Newcastle for me, that the, the the only part of Newcastle is can Spurs look after Salomon Rondon? That's a big because challenge. he's not a prolific goal scorer, but he has given us mm. all sorts of problems. Um, didn't he call Sanchez? He's called Sanchez yeah, yeah, problems with right. West yeah. Brom last year. I think yeah. did he score the goal at yeah. West Brom? Yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah. he gave us a problem in the opening day of the season, didn't he, Rondon? And yeah. you know you don't fear him scoring, but he has given us a real torrid time in the Troy Deeney type of style, isn't it? Mm. He's a one in four player. Yeah. He's definitely a one in four player. And and they brought him in for his his, his physicality over sort of his his goal scoring presence. Um, they're not amazing Newcastle. They're, no, they really no, can no, beat no, Man no, City right. though. Listen, you're right. They're not amazing. But they beat Man City. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to say I sat and watch the whole ninety no. minutes, but you know, a lot, of, a few teams are beating Man City this season. But look, the worrying thing for me as at the moment is that they've got a bit of momentum now. With that result, they've had a, you know they've just broken their transfer record. Mm. Bear that in mind. Yeah. First got, time in how long? Since Michael Owen, wasn't it? Five, yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I mean, but then, you know, is that Ashley's way of, you know, trying to keep Benitez there? I don't know. They have got some momentum going into this game. That's the worry. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I do think... I th- I, for me, I think it will be, you know, we overcame... We say it was going to... We overcame a tougher test against Watford. Um, I think that Newcastle will probably be a slightly more straightforward game. But, yeah, I mean, I guess that they will be lifted by um, a couple of new additions. But... Um, you know, I, I think that they're not that they've just had their one big performance, so we'll have to wait and see um, whether they're going to be able to produce another one. Let's hope not. Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting to watch. We're going to get an opposition view next. Really looking forward to it. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. The opposition view on Love Sport. And for the opposition view, delighted to welcome on Matt Ketchell. Uh, well, Matt Ketchell onto the show. Matt, as a journalist, he's also a big Newcastle United fan. How are you, pal? Are you well? 
Yes, all good. Thanks for having us on. No, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Um, Matt, tell me, this, you know, the past couple of days, obviously Newcastle breaking a transfer record, going back to the signing of Michael Owen, um, seeming investment from Mike Ashley. What is this? Is this a, a plea from Ashley to keep Rafa at the club? Is it a plea by Ashley to sort of get, keep the fans on side or try and get the fans on side? What is the situation right now? This is just a, a tapering over the cracks. This is Mike actually doing the bare minimum uh, of what he should be doing. We should be breaking our transfer record every every transfer window, but we haven't done it for 14 years. So this is Mike actually doing what he should be doing, but personally I think it's too little too late and he's going to have to move heaven and earth. Um, he's probably going to have to leave the club himself if he wants to keep Rafa uh, as his manager in the summer because um, you know, he's, he's fallen well, well short of, of, of what, would, what you would consider um, you know, a good football owner to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the first question, obviously, on keeping on new signings, I, I know, obviously, one you've just brought in, uh, Antonio Barreca. I mean, what what kind of a play, do you think he'll play on uh, on the weekend, and uh, what kind of an impact do you think he'll have on the team? I think it might be too soon for him um, to come in on Saturday. Obviously, he's only got tomorrow to really do any shape, so I think I'll we'll see him on the bench. Um, he's been brought in because Dummett can't really stay fit. Dummett's been really solid for us. Local lad, he's played over 100 games in the Premier League now. We love Paul Dummett, but he just can't stay fit. He's got these niggly hamstring injuries. Um, so we need cover at left-back. Manquillo's there. He's really not up to scratch Premier League-wise. So this is Rafa trying to bring in a bit of cover at left-back. We looked at Jordan Lukaku. He, the club say he failed his medical. Lukaku's agent said it was a wages thing. Um, so this is our Rafa's second choice. Um, this guy was signed for Monaco for $7 million from Torino. He's played in Serie A. He's played in the uh, in, in Liga. Uh, he likes to get forward, get to the byline, put crosses in. From what I'm hearing online, you know, he's, he's a little bit lightweight, which is a bit worrying coming into the Premier League. But it's 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 a signing, you know what I mean? Beggars can't be choosers. We're absolutely buzzing to have him here. But uh, so so we'll take that. Matt, it's Ricky here. Hope you're well, pal. Yes, yes, I'm good, mate. Good to speak to you. Yeah, you too, you too. Matt, this is not a dig at all, but Newcastle haven't got to Wembley many times in the last 10 years or so. Therefore, I'm wondering what you're thinking about the kickoff time, because we were discussing on the show about half an hour ago that 12.30 is not the most ideal time for a kickoff. And for Spurs, there's an opportunity to go two points behind Man City with a win and really put pressure on that top two. For Newcastle, it's an opportunity to come, I would think, to play with a bit of freedom, you maybe argue. They're not expected to get a result. Therefore, they can come to Wembley, enjoy the day out, and possibly even look to spring a surprise. Absolutely. No, we loved coming down to Wembley uh, last March to play here. We hadn't been at Wembley since 2000. So it was a, it was a real, um, you know, it was the, the fixture we looked to on the calendar. Um, we loved coming down. We, we, we gave you quite a good game, I thought. So this one, 12.30 kick-off. I don't think it's too much of a big deal. The modern footballer knows how to, to deal with it. Um, from a supporter's point of view, get to the game and then have a full day out in London afterwards. I'm looking forward to, to, to doing that. But look, we're coming down to Wembley. We we never get to do this when Newcastle fans, so we're going to come and relish it. We heard there wasn't too many people at Watford um, for you for, through the weekend. It was a bit quiet. There's going to be 3,000 pitch sides for that. We're going to be really up for it. We're going to come down full of confidence. Just give it everything we've got. We're not expecting to get anything, like you say. So and you're looking forward to the day. Ricky said that you know you come down and a chance to play full of freedom. Have Newcastle under Rafa really ever played full of freedom? And do you really expect Rafa to come down, or do you do you expect to see Rafa get ten men behind the ball, knock it up to Rondon, try and get the odd break, but essentially just be hard to beat? And if I go home with a point, I'm I'll be delighted. Yeah, that's exactly what will happen. Freedom, probably you're right, isn't isn't the best 
uh, description. Confidence, I think, might be the best, a better way to put it. Um, confidence when going forward, but don't worry about that. Rafa has it so organised. This is a squad. Mm. Look how much value is in that squad. You're talking less than fifty million pounds on that pitch. How he gets a tune out of this team every week is beyond any of us. How we beat Man City through the week is beyond any of us. We all know what, how we beat Man City. It's Rafa Benitez's game plan. He parks us. He's got us with his back three at the minute. Um, Lascelles in the middle, Lejeune and either Shaw Fernandez either side of that. And they, they just sit. And we play with wing-backs, Yedlin and Richie, and we just sit and soak up. And then it, what, what happened in the second half of the Man City game was all of a sudden the midfield's getting forward. And Man City weren't prepared for that. They, they didn't really expect that. And um, we had Hayden and young Sean Longstaff bombing forward, creating problems. And look what happened, Fernandinho. He got uh, he got his pocket picked by uh, Sean Longstaff. who won the penalty. I don't. I think Fernandinho thought he wasn't going to be under pressure in his own box, but we we tweaked it. He tweaked it at half time, and he just nudged us a little bit further up the pitch, and it made a huge difference. So don't worry about it, lads. Well, there'll be part. There'll be ten men. There'll be nine men behind the ball with Rondon just just grafting the back four, and then we'll try and we'll try and hit you on the break. It's not rocket science. It's no secret. That's exactly what we'll do. They actually didn't play too badly at Chelsea lately, did they? Newcastle, yeah, they, they, yeah, was yeah. That, I, it, exactly. They're okay at Stanford Bridge, didn't they? Although Chelsea is quite a poor side at the moment, it must be said. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I was at the game um, and we we we, we conceded, um, but there seems to be you know a little bit of a little bit about this Newcastle team in that um, they, it doesn't bother them if they concede that they, they stick to the game plan and we've got an equaliser and we actually look like we might even go on for a win. And then um, Yedlin, I think, made a mistake. He should have shown. He should have shown William at the byline. Lejeune was pointing at Yedlin to do that, and he let William cut in. He just wrapped his foot round one, scored a lovely goal, and then uh, you know that's it. But we, we just it's just about minimising mistakes um, and being organised. And, and, and Rafa's game plans are just incredible. We've beaten. We look at the teams we've beaten under Rafa. We've beaten Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man City. So we're coming for you boys next, and see if we get something on Saturday. Where's Shelby at the moment? Oh, he's got this. He's got this. Uh, like thigh injury that he right, can't, okay. and he came. I think I think they've rushed him back, and he got uh, taken over to Barcelona to see a specialist last week. But he's nowhere near, to be honest. And the the mad thing is, we've had Isaac Hayden and Sean Longstaff. We don't. None of our academy players come through into the first team. Our academy players normally have their careers at Saint Mirren. This this lad, Sean Longstaff. He's, he's come into the first team. He, he, he made his debut away at Liverpool on Boxing Day. He turned Van Dijk and Fabinho inside, inside out, and it wasn't shown on Match of the Day, which I was a bit disappointed about working for Match of the Day magazine. And then he started against Chelsea. He scored in the FA Cup away at Blackburn. And then he, he, he had a fantastic game against Man City on Tuesday. And, and Guardiola came out and said, we couldn't handle Newcastle's defensive midfielders. This is Isaac Hayden. Um, who Villa were trying to sign today, and, and Sean Longstaff, a 21-year-old kid who's made three starts. So we kind of haven't missed Key and Shelby, who who are two of our better players. Um, so, you know, it's nice to see an academy lad getting a run out in the team. When um, do you expect us to see uh, the new boy Almiron playing? What's, what's the time frame on the work permit and whatnot? <clears throat> well, obviously, too soon to play on Saturday. I would, I would expect to see him against uh, Wolves who would play away next, uh, just as soon as... He says he's ready, the lad he's been he's been training. Rafa's tracked him for 12 months. You know, he wanted to sign him in the summer, but Atlanta obviously didn't want to let him go with their season. It being the middle of their season, so we've had to wait to January. So he's he's had a bit of a break, and then he's he's resumed his training. So he says he's match fit, so 
I would expect them. We've paid £21 million for him. He needs to just go in the team straight away. We've got a really small squad, so I expect to see him play against Wolves next week. Excellent. And what do you, what are you looking at with uh, with this game? How do you see Spurs uh, going about the business and how do you see Newcastle potentially responding? What do you expect the, uh, the result's going to be? Well, I don't, you know, I, I, when we conceded after 24 seconds on Tuesday, I, I feared the worst. So, it's all about just not making mistakes. We're gonna we're gonna have to soak up pressure and, and not make mistakes and, and catch you on the break. Um, we're gonna. I, I think uh, Winks is a fantastic player. Absolutely rate him. He's so oh. dynamic. He's like a little Spaniard for me. Is that um, nice to hear from an opposition yeah. fan? Yeah. Isn't it nice to hear from an opposition fan? Yep. John Matt, because he doesn't get the credit I think from opposition supporters and even his Spurs fans themselves at times. I think they want to see this kid grow in such a huge amount of time where, you know, like you said there, about nurturing, developing, that's what Pochettino's all about. Oh, yeah, and, and he improves players and, and, and he's, and he's Winks has had his, his injuries and I think he trusts Winks, he trusts Winks, when he's, when he's fit, he'll put him in the team and I just think he's, 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 he's a down-to-earth lad, he's someone we've interviewed in the magazine, um, our readers love him, our, our readers are aged like 7 to 14, they're, they're big Harry Winks fans, because he's, he's quite young and cool and, you know, he gets forward, all the passes are forward, um, and he can he can create things. So I, I'm really pleased. I think you know if he was fully fit, he'd, he'd be straight in the England squad. So nice to see him back. And I think he's someone we've got to look out for on Saturday. Can you come on our podcast every week, please? And, <laughs> I and know start that personally. One or two of our players. It'd be fantastic <laughs> if you could. We'll be in touch, yeah. Matt. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Top man. Yeah. What, what what else are you looking for? Anything in specific apart from uh, from the aforementioned Harry Winks? Just looking forward to Bruins Sissoko. Oh, oh, I tell you you've what, ruined it now. I tell you what, you're not coming on our podcast ever again. <laughs> no, come on, don't tell me. Don't tell me you've got a player there with a straight face. We've you're got an absolutely this. fantastic footballer that's that's going to be ripping your boys apart. Oh. <laughs> and you'll be going home thinking, how the hell did we let him go for such a bargain fee? Oh yeah, Mike. Mike. Mike actually still counts that money. Of course he does. He keeps it under his bed. Um, <laughs> what sort of uh, what what score are you expect in this one, pal? Uh, I'd take a draw, and I think we can get one. Um, I think we're playing it an okay time. Um, obviously, uh, the, the injuries uh, you lose you lose two of your best players. It's going to affect the team. Lorente is not Harry Kane. Let's let's face it. But um, you've got a, you've got a deep squad. Son, Winks, Ericsson you know, Virgin or world class player, rock solid defence. So we've just got to hope we can we can nick one, set pieces, get our get our defenders forward, soak up your pressure and um, you know, hopefully it'll be a good day out Wembley. I know there's a load of load of lads coming down from uh, from Newcastle Fort Wall looking forward to it. Brilliant stuff. Well, uh, look, we uh, we appreciate you joining us this evening. Matt Ketchell there giving us an opposition view, Cheers, Newcastle Matt. United fan and journalist. We are going to get a transfer update. James Gray is uh, in the building and he's primed and ready to fill us in on what's gone on over the last hour. This is Love Sport. What a guy our producer is tonight. What a guy. He's been on it. Completely it's, it's nothing. Disco it's retro disco night. So we offer all the listeners out, you know, the opportunity to contribute to what they want producer Paddy to play. 
off the brakes. Usually, if Lee McQueen was here, you'd see some very, very sensual dancing. <laughs> but he's not. I feel like and you've been saved. I feel like that's a good thing. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see parts of him that oh. <laughs> you don't really want to see. <laughs> you know, that should only be confined to the... Once, relative maybe confines once, of maybe, the bedroom. Maybe once. Maybe once I should see it. Pop in. Pop right. in. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's worth it. Uh, James Gray's got our transfer update. What's going on? Yuri Tillemans is done. We're going to see him in the Premier League. I'm quite excited, actually. He has passed his medical at Leicester. Uh, he got over there at about three o'clock this afternoon, spent some time at the training ground, went to see the stadium, passed his medical, and everything's been done. You know, Yuri Tillemans is 21 years old, right? And he's played 186 senior league games. That is a staggering amount of experience. Now, I know a lot of that, three seasons of that, is in the uh, Belgian league with Anderlecht. But nevertheless, an experienced guy. He can play almost anywhere in midfield. It'll be interesting to see how he fits into Leicester. If I was one of those gaggle of clubs in the middle of the table, you know, your West Ham, Wolves, Watford, I'd be very worried about Leicester bringing someone in like him. Especially, you look at the performance they put up at Anfield the other night. I would not like to think that they've added him to their squad. Um, there's still plenty of business to be done in London tonight. Fulham are still trying to sign a defender. We reported earlier this week there were some people around the club who were worried that Fulham weren't going to get any more business done this window because they were leaving it late. It's starting to look like that might be the case. Yusuf Sabali is the one they're closest on. Yeah. He flew over this afternoon. He's had a medical, I understand. It was only about an hour ago that, that even started, so I don't know the results of that yet. But as we know, the medical is usually the last step. So assuming that's all gone fine, the Senegal International and Bordeaux right back should... And I'm touching a lot of wood here because realistically, it's oh, Fulham. We've got that on the show. Sounds like Lee McQueen. <laughs> Anything could happen. Uh, they should sign Yusuf Sabali before the window shuts at 11 o'clock. They're also trying to get Michael Nadi Naju from uh, Prague. He's been given permission to travel to London. He's been in talks, but I don't really know exactly what's happened there. We're just um, we're basically waiting on those talks to herald anything. They're stalling. I'm not convinced this one's going to get over the line. Fulham obviously need plenty of defences, defend defensive strengthening, and they really haven't got much at the moment. Um, and West Ham, all quiet on the West Ham front because they wanted Batshuayi, they couldn't afford him. They wanted Giroud, they couldn't get him. They wanted Drinkwater, they couldn't get him. Although that resurfaced briefly this afternoon, only to disappear into the night again. So if Arnautovic does go to China, I think they're going to be left rather short. And good, I've got Tottenham transfer news. I haven't said that in exactly a year. Because uh, Sterling's gone out on loan to Sunderland. Sorry, it's not that good. We had that before, yeah. I, you know, but I thought I'd confirm it for <laughs> Thank you. you. And I also want to know, regular football, that's what he needs, is it? Because I thought that he might be given a little bit of a sniff when Kane and Son were not available. Mm. I thought they might, you know, he was around. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. I mean, obviously, Pochettino talks a lot about giving uh, young players a chance, but so it was obviously disappointing somewhat to see him not go with um, Sterling. I mean, we have He's very green, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, very yeah. green, even for a youngster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think at the end of the day, though, you know, Lorente's uh, still a very, you know, he's a seasoned professional, so mm. I think, you know... I think, and, and he's been doing the job, as we've been saying. You know, he's still been scoring the goals, so I don't think we complain too much. Well, League One will be a heck of a place for him to yeah. ply his trade. And Sunderland, of course, at this time of year, in this weather, that'll be a, it will, it, something of an awakening. Definitely. Uh, that's all I've got. Join us, me and Aaron, at 10 o'clock for our Transfer I, Deadline Day special. I've got a couple of interesting snippets I want to chuck on to the end of that. Yes. Now, of course, you know, Fulham signed Ryan Babel from Besiktas. Mm-hmm. Guess who they've replaced him with? 
Colin Kazan Richards. Shinji Kagawa. Oh, oh, no. from, is he still from, around? From, of course he is. From, from Borussia Dortmund. He's gone out on loan to Besiktas. What a class act uh, he was. Unfortunately, shipped out by uh, by Louis van Gaal. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United, an absolute class act. And some big, big news for Wimbledon. They have signed a striker. Oh, no. Yes. It's finally happened. It's happened. In fact, no, do you know what? I, just, I felt bad because you were 15 seconds in and it popped up on my timeline. I AFC Wimbledon. New signing. They've brought in Michael Falivi on loan from Watford. A highly rated striker has come in from Watford on loan. And I really, really hope he can he can fire them safely. We've got a Watford reporter sitting in the office out there. I will go and get some information get, get, on you. Get the lowdown. Get the lowdown. James Gray in at 10 o'clock. Uh, Ricky. We've got a question in from Hung Tom. Hun Min Son Tom, interesting tag handle there. He says, question for the panel. Who do you think has had the worst effect on the team after leaving? Bale or Walker? I genuinely think Walker has been a bigger loss than Bale. That's the question from the panel. Jamie, what do you reckon? Uh... For sure, I'm definitely going to go with Walker. Um, I think that ever since, I think that Pochettino's always favoured, you know, liked having strong fullbacks, and we've really missed that since uh, Walker's gone. And I think we have to remember, you know, although it was a complete disaster when we sold Bale and, and brought in the seven players, I think that we brought in someone that arguably, for me, has had a greater effect on Tottenham than Gareth Bale did and Christian Eriksen. So I think that, I think that the the loss of Bale was probably softened by bringing in someone like um, Christian Eriksen. So for me, Christian uh, Carl Walker was the bigger loss. If I was to change that question slightly and say who would you want now, who would make the ultimate difference for Spurs' title, I think you put Bale into this side, we could possibly go on and win it. Well, well I would have gone for Gareth Bale head and shoulders in, in the original question. I think yeah. if Gareth Bale had been there in the Leicester season, Spurs win the league. Uh, yeah. I don't think if Carl Walker was still at Tottenham, we'd be winning the league this season. So for me, I think Gareth Bale would have perhaps delivered one or even two league titles. He would certainly have delivered one player. Well, yeah, I think yeah. it's, at that, a genuine, the, the it's a genuine world-class player. That last season, Aaron, yeah. he was phenomenal. Look the at that goal he scored. The season we chased Leicester, when mm. I think we started, we had about, what, eight draws in the first yeah. 14 yeah. games. And, um, you know, it have just flipped a yeah. couple of those. And even the, the season when we chased yeah. Chelsea down, yeah. we missed out by Chelsea to, what, seven points? Yes. Yeah. I think Gareth Bale yeah. may well have, have given you those extra seven points. So, right. for me, and, you know, the four semi-finals that we've, or three semi-finals we've lost, I'm sure Gareth yeah. Bale would have delivered one of those with with a magical moment so I, I don't even think it's a, a close close answer to give it's just head and shoulders for me Gareth Bale mm. I think if you give I think if you give the context that we were able to bring in someone like Christian Eriksen um, whereas as we've so heavily discussed you know we've just never replaced Carl Walker have we um, no we haven't no, you know, which obviously Trippier tried to step up I don't think really I mean he's had a few great uh, flashes but very very far too inconsistent um, and and obviously, we've mentioned Oriel was hauled off at uh, half time against Watford. So, um, yeah. Be interesting what he does do at right back at a weekend if he does bring Oriel back into the team. Because that can yeah. be for a player, that can be that can be quite humiliating to not only yeah. get off subbed off at half time, but also to have a player that's not a natural right back replace you. I think it was just a tactical thing. We we're one nil down. Yeah. He wanted to change the the setup. You know, does he take? He wants to bring a, an attacking player on. He thought I can place Isoko there. They're not really going to cause us too many problems down that side. He then took Musa Isoko off to then bring another attacking player on. So I don't think Aurier would be. You know, if we'd have been one nil up, we need to take an Aurier off. It might have been a, a bigger snub. The, the only thing is, he didn't change the formation though, did he? I thought I would have thought that if it was a tactical thing, he would have maybe changed the formation if he didn't think it was working. 
working. Maybe uh, I thought I think it was rather telling that he kind of stuck with the same formation um, and hauled Aurier off. I kind of yeah, and and to replace him with Musa Sissoko at right wing back. I mean, there's a shout. Maybe Musa Sissoko playing maybe. at right wing back when I mean, we beat a, Leicester six one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, who knows? I mean, that's maybe a shout. I sincerely but. hope Danny Rose plays. I know oh, sure. with Pochettino he'll rotate the team yeah, which probably means sure. Davies will come in but I think yeah. Rose again delivered the cross yeah. for Lorente's yeah. goal I think Rose is showing at the moment some great form and I think mm. he is getting back to the level that we saw in that 16-17 season which people rib me for to keep saying but again I would still give him another season at Spurs I still think sure. he's good enough for at sure. left back it's just trying to get the competition around him to keep him going it's just he's had so many injuries Danny that's the thing about it gentlemen um, we've got about two and a bit minutes I want to just talk about the Newcastle game what are you expecting from them what are you expecting from Rafa obviously they're going to be on a high after beating Manchester City it was a late late victory for them what do you think is going to happen I, th- I do have to admit I think it will be another uh, kind of not part of the bus I think it's kind of disrespectful but I think it will be a it will be a defensive display it will be they'll try to frustrate us I mean we've seen how many times have we seen this at Wembley this season where teams have just frustrated us I mean obviously prime example be someone game like Burnley so I, I think that Newcastle are going to set up they're going to be very defensive I think they're going to try to frustrate us and um, yeah I mean we've just got to, as fans we've got to stay patient in the in the stands I think we did that very well yesterday I don't think anyone was really getting hugely agitated about um, going on without a goal but um, yeah I think it's just about being patient and as we've shown many occasions we can score late on so yeah just keep the faith I ask only one thing please start fast I know that's yeah. probably a, a big thing to say but the way we've been playing recently, the first half performances, Jason, I'm not sure what it is, but we are not starting these games where you feel, yeah, we're in control. We've got to start fast this game. No, the tempo, the tempo hasn't been quick, but, but for me, more than the tempo, just score the first goal, mm. you know, and because I think Newcastle will, if they score first, it will get even harder. You know, we saw how Watford weren't particularly bothered to then try and go and get a second so for me score the score the first one and try and draw Newcastle out but I don't care if that first goal happens to be the 93rd minute again but uh, as long so. as we get that one more than them I don't care mate but it's going to mm. be a horrid game I, I get the feeling it'll be a horrid yeah, horrid sure, watch sure. A, a real just dull <laughs> dull game yeah. As long as you get the three points. As long as you that get the three points. That is all that matters, isn't yeah. it? I mean, Stop. literally, who cares about the yeah. rest of it? The three points are the important uh, the important element of it. Um, chaps, we are literally at the end. It's, it's a shame. It's I felt like the journey. end of the world then. And we don't, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I know it's like that when we end the show. <laughs> it's, it's another last word on Spurs' journey. That's sort of, you know... <laughs> headed to to an end thank you to everyone who's got in touch with us thank you to pads for those wonderful wonderful tunes that you uh, provided us you know that just sheer excellence in the dj field make sure you get your suggestions in at last word on spurs at last at love sport radio on uh, twitter thank you jamie from daily Oxford. thank you been a pleasure good really to see you show. thank you jay stay positive stay nope. happy no problem, but stop come fight. on, England. Get stop, these West stop, Indians stop out. fighting people <laughs> on social media. And thank you, Ricky Sachs, once Thank again. you very much. And Jason will be delighted because the transfer window, if you're listening on Friday, is officially closed. There you have it. It's last round of Spurs on Usport. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports 
Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.